AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tomorrow's Monsters is a production of iHeartRadio, Flynn Picture Company, Psychopia Pictures, and Upper Room Productions. Get out of the way! Get the hell out of my way! Go! I followed the gray van for about 10 blocks, weaving in and out of traffic. at rail crossing. Crazy son of a bitch slipped through to the other side of the track right before the train broke through. No, 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 no! The last thing I remember was seeing flashes of the van through the speed and freight cars before it disappeared out of sight like a ghost. Okay, Jenna. Resume autopilot. Resuming autopilot. Jack, to improve your chances of survival, please consider buckling your seatbelt. I turned the car around and raced back to NextCorp, with a 30 megaton migraine exploding in my frontal lobe. The rain had stopped, and the bay was covered in thick fog. Visibility on the Golden Gate Bridge was maybe 30 feet. And at 60 miles per hour, I felt the same sensation I have now. Out here in the desert on autopilot at night. 
I'm suspended in the void. Going nowhere. May 13, 2.04 a.m. A voice message from your brother, Michael. Hey, Jack, it's... It's, it's Michael. Can you call me back? I... I really need some help, man. It's something's wrong with my head, dude. It, ever since next corp, uh, ever since the trial, man, it, some kind of withdrawal. I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm having, um, these, I'm having these bad thoughts again. Dude. Just, um, yeah, just call, just call me back. May seventeenth, seven twenty-two a.m. A voice message from your brother, Michael. I really need you to call me back, man. Just, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sick. So, something happened to me in there, dude. This is, to all of us. But I need, I need you, man. Can, why, why the hell would you call? May 31, 3.15 p.m. A voice message from your brother, Michael. Where the fuck are you, man? Look, I got a call from April. Uh, April night. She was with me in the uh, the clinical trials. She says she thinks we may be entitled to some kind of, uh, I don't know, compensation from NexCorp. Uh, she's got this lawyer and she rounded up the others. They're suing. I don't know if, uh, you know, you always say never trust the lawyer, so. Um... <laughs> yeah, just call me back. July 7, 8.15 a.m. A voice message from your mother. Jack, it's your mother. You need to call me as soon as you get this. It's Michael, Jack. He's gone. I got a call from the Oakland Police Department. He said, Jack. Your brother is dead. On June 7th, one month before my brother Michael died, a lawsuit was filed against NexCorp. Michael was one of the several plaintiffs who had participated in the human clinical trials but they had all essentially signed away their rights upon entering the trial. So there must have been something, some evidence of NexCorp's liability, something that would be strong enough for any law firm to pursue it. And these lawsuits were filed before three of the plaintiffs died by apparent suicide. Maybe that's what Dr. Abby Reynolds was trying to tell me. Before she vanished from the diner without a trace, letters written in a smear of lipstick on a white plate, written in haste, First line, box. Next line, Abby at NC. Next line, ALG. This riddle was spinning in my brain. When I got back to NextCorp, it was lunch, and the lab was empty, but I didn't have much time. I hopped on Eddie's computer. The second line of Abby's message was Abby at NC. It looked like shorthand for a username. Maybe abby at nextcorp.com. And if it was a username, then the third line, ALG, and whatever else was smudged after those letters. Must have been the passcode. Jack? Hey, Eddie. Where is everyone? Looking for you, actually. What you doing? Sorry, what's that? On my computer? What are you doing on my computer, Jack? Ah, uh, Max. Max, he's, he's looking for some files. Uh, thinks maybe they're on an old database, so I just came to database? check it out. 
yeah, yeah, it's an archival profile for Dr. Reynolds. You can help me log in, right? You just need to log in. I don't have access to any archival stuff. Plus, it wouldn't be on this computer. Ah, my bad, my bad. Where would it be? I mean, the server? Probably need to go through HR to... Oh, there he is. Cass. Hi there, Jack. What's the matter with you? What? You're wincing. Oh, just a headache. Where the hell have you been? Oh, an errand for Max. And where is Max? Not here. Eddie, can we have a moment? I was just needing to finish this round. Get out! Of course. What the fuck did you say to him? Whoa, what? Hey, Jack. Hey, Cass. What did you say to Max? You were the last one to see him. Okay, Cassandra, take a pill. I know he likes to have you up for a stiff drink most nights so the two of you can wallow in the existential mire, but now he's fucking gone. So what did you talk about? Well, hold on. I don't have no clue what... What did he say? Did he say anything to you about where no, he was going? No, nothing. I don't know what you're talking about, me. Like hell you don't. Okay, okay, calm down. Look, Jack, we've got the keynote tomorrow. No, no, I, I know, I know. And you're you worried about... That Max isn't coming back. What do you mean? He finally responded to my texts this morning, said he was going to be gone. Indefinitely. Well, wait, what about the keynote? What about his speech? We've been preparing for Las Vegas, for CES, but Max was gone, disappeared, and he left without any indication of where he was going or when he would return. Jack, did he happen to, to uh, leave you with the speech no. uh, or, or, or email no. the speech no. or for edits or for something? No, he didn't. Nothing. I told you to keep an eye on him this weekend, Finn. Hey! I swear to God. I proofed it. I proofed it. I could probably reconstruct it, sort of. I can put something together. Great. See? Look, Cass, we've got some time. Uh, Jack, if you and I can piece it together. Uh, of course. Then I, I can deliver it. Okay. Yeah. Drop by my office tomorrow, Jack. We're not done. Deciphering Abby's message would have to wait. Apparently, it wasn't the first time Max Fuller had gone off the deep end. I'm just curious, how did you do it? How did you come up with Shahai? It was after my father died. This is from December 2nd. I became... A month before CES. Totally aimless. Max had offered me a drink and it became another late-night session. Drinking, indulging. It was Finn who saved me. I showed up at his place that summer. He was deep into some experiments. He was on fire about a project he called the Reconnected Mind. Fucking madman right here, but I, I've done it. I've, I've, I've been looking for ways to bridge the gap between the modern brain and the primal brain. This is gonna change everything, Max. I've never seen him like that. His eyes were glowing with purpose. I'd been so self-absorbed for so long that it was inspiring to see another like-minded person so focused and so passionate about an idea. Finn was grounding all of that, in a way. Always carefree. Too fascinated with the mechanics of the universe to worry about... people. He invited me out to this place in the desert, and that's where I... That's where I got the idea of how to make it work. I had a revelation. Human existence could be reprogrammed. 
Not just enhanced, but repaired. Repaired, he said. See, Max considered human beings in their natural state to be broken, cursed by design flaws. And he told me about the birth of Shai, an incredibly romantic tale about him and Finn wanting to hack the human brain and reprogram it. The man is a legit genius, but like everything else in this story, there are other sides. The same question is true of all new technologies. Is it more helpful or is it more hurtful? Take fire. Is it more helpful? Finn and I went to the rooftop of his building to rehearse for CES. Max was gone, so Finn was the failsafe. If Max didn't return, Finn was going to have to deliver the keynote. Now, for the first time, the entire tech world would be watching. Everything was at stake. Not already cyborgs. It's good, right? I don't think you need the cyborg bit, mate. Why not? Counterproductive. Huh. Finn and I did get the speech cobbled together, and it wasn't bad. You know, it was Fuller-esque, all the magic and inspiration. But let's just say, public speaking is not Finn's strong suit. Like Johnny Greenwood had filled in for Tom York. It would have been interesting, but it wouldn't really have been Radiohead. Okay, I need a break. Uh, what do you say we change scenery? I have to say, I couldn't have planned it any better. I'd wanted to get some time with Finn, but if I tried to corner him, uh, it would have been too obvious. Well, that I was digging. Until I could lock in on a narrative Finn would buy, I would have to bide my time and wait. But now, <laughs> his, his fool was coming to me. And that he was already nervous made my job even easier. Oof, this place is sweet, mate. Right? We ended up at a place called the Escape Pod, a dive bar slash retro arcade. No smart devices permitted. Apparently Finn's favorite pastime was drinking beer and playing antique arcade machines, like Tempest or Cuba or Miss Pac-Man. And it was like we had traveled a half a century back in time. Finn ordered a pitcher of beer and we hopped on the Gallagher machine. It was fun. You first. All right. Man, it's been a while since I played this. How long? Since never. <laughs> Dude, it's easy. It's 2D, baby stuff. Just just dodge the heavy rain of alien fire and never stop blasting. <laughs> Copy. <clears throat> so, I don't mean for this to be awkward, but if there is anything you can tell me about the other night, anything that Max said or did, even if you don't know where he was going, any intel you can give us about his behavior. Well, actually, um, Max was talking about the weekend you two came up with Shy. Was he? Uh, yeah, yeah. A lie. Max had told me about how he came up with Shatai a few weeks before. What Max told me the night that he disappeared was that his father had never loved him and even blamed him for his brother's tragic death. But I wasn't interested in what Finn needed to know. I was only interested in what Finn already knew about everything, about whether Shatai drove my brother to suicide or if he was murdered as part of a cover-up. And this was my way in. Okay. Okay, well... And what did he say exactly about how he came up with Shuddai? Um, just that he had a, an epiphany of some kind. Your turn, mate. An epiphany, huh? I guess that's one way to look at it. 
Well, there's another way. You're too smart for stupid questions, Jack. Max has always been a little... Uh, unstable. Did you know he was in a coma when he was a kid? I met him about a year after that. After he came out of the coma, he was alone, no friends. Walter had two kids, Max and his twin brother, Ben. And apparently, uh, one winter, the two of them were out playing a game of chicken, walking out onto an ice-covered lake on their property, and they fell through. Only one of them lived. Max suffered severe hypothermia. He was actually clinically dead for four whole minutes. I mean, that'll fuck anybody up. They were able to resuscitate him, but he remained in a coma for nearly a year, and he woke up to a very different family. He was an only child now to a gaunt, pale shadow of a man who was crippled by grief. Instead of dealing with it face to face, Walter sent him away to a science camp, one with an emphasis on robotics and AI. And that is where he and I met. He's a weird twitchy kid, didn't have any friends, and I felt sorry for him, so, you know, I befriended him. In the years that followed, we became inseparable. We are fellow geeks, you know. By the fifth grade, we were raiding our father's labs for gear and cooking up our own biohacks. Look, watch what I figured out. There's one little thing, and he freezes. <laughs> we experimented with implants on hamsters and gerbils, like... I don't think it hurts. ...pre-adolescent Dr. Frankensteins. When we hit high school, we got into some trouble <laughs> mixing smart drug stacks for college kids these are like three times more potent it's gonna be more potent than anything you've ever had man fine i'll paypal no, no 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 crypto crypto only and when we started next corp we were just 18 years old we're babies i mean at first we were just developing new stacks for pharmaceutical companies but max and i kept going kept pushing the envelope and now combining our chemistry and engineering genius, we've figured out a new way to evolve the human brain. Anyway, it, it wasn't until Max's father died that we invented shut-eye. Max was really shattered after Walt died. Shit had always been pretty rough between them, and they never really got better before Walter passed. Max wasn't handling it well. So... I had this idea in my vast and infinite wisdom to dose him. What exactly does that mean? Well, I took Max to the desert and I fed him a heroic dose of psychedelics <laughs> that I had designed myself. Okay. Look, I get it. The reset button. That's what I thought. That sort of thing is always kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, in hindsight, it was probably really stupid, but listen, what came from it was really groundbreaking. Damn it! So what happened? Well, I rented this place outside of 29 Palms. The Tile House, it's called. This place was like an abandoned shrine in the middle of the desert. Like, the yard when you pulled up was filled with all kinds of weird shit. Uh, sculptures made of found objects, old refrigerators, dolls' heads, bicycles, and... 
there were hundreds of wind chimes. Pretty dope place, right? Feels haunted. I, I think I prefer the cabin in the woods idea Max, better. Max, trust me. You could hear the chimes from way out. Even over the wind, which could get pretty damn heavy there. I mean, the, the place was otherworldly. It was a perfect place to trip. And we did. I designed this simple acetyl LSD, highly psychoactive. We dropped just before sunset, dragged a couple of lawn chairs out into the wasteland. Sounds incredible. It was pretty run-of-the-mill tripping in the desert shit. Signs and wonders, you know? And then Max started talking about his past. That, that I am here, trapped inside this flesh. About how life had not been kind, about how the world was a cruel place that had stripped everything from him piece by piece. His mom, his brother, his father. Why have I endured so much pain, so much loss? What am I? Am I an extension? I've known Max since I was a boy, and it was the only time, only time I've seen him cry, and he just wept. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, Max leaps up, and then he takes off. Into the dark. Something snapped. He was gone for what felt like forever. So long that I finally gave up waiting and just went inside and into my room. And eventually, I just passed out. But I hear this sound outside. Like, just outside the bedroom, this uh, scratching noise. I walk out into the main room, and Max is on the floor. He's clutching a piece of scrap metal he'd grabbed from the yard, and he's scratching it along the ground, hunched over like a madman. I call his name, and he turns, and he's covered in blood. What? He'd cut himself on the metal. I don't know, maybe he hadn't noticed, but... I asked him if he was okay, and he just started babbling. Uh, brain talk, physiology, neurology, sites with high delta about how the drugs were working on us. high delta state. It's a state of consciousness in which the entire cortical mantle is lit up like a goddamn Christmas tree. A harmony of frequencies. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then he jumped up and walked me over to what he was doing. And the human mind is interconnected. He'd been scratching formulas into the tile. At exactly eight. A five-by-five five area. Tiles covered in algorithms, covered in blood. And that was Shut Eye. Christ. You guys want anything else? Just the check, thanks. Now I need to ask you something strange. Okay. When you last saw Max the other night, did he at any point suddenly seem not Max. He's taking shy, isn't he? <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. 
Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. July 6, 3.15 a.m. This is Dr. Cassandra Berkeley. Case number is 1021, test subject, Max Fuller. I'm monitoring the subject after his 11th exposure of shut-eye. Subject has been awake for 12 days, 3 hours, 45 minutes. He's showing signs of fatigue and describing feelings of anxiety and paranoia. I'm not paranoid. However, the psychomotor test showed no lapses of attention, no false starts, and time on task effect is above the phase two control group average, so... Please, can we, can we do all this 
Later. It's important to track these episodes, I don't too. I want to do that right now. You made me promise. Turn it off. Okay. Is it off? Yes. It's off. I just need to talk, okay? I need to talk to you. Cass, Cass, I think. I'm really, I'm really scared here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm here, baby, I'm here. I'm right here. It's just I can't remember anything that happened last night. Yeah. Nothing. Last thing I remember, I was here with you, right? I think that, that was her last session. Yeah, when we administered the last exposure. Exactly. And then the next thing I, I know, next thing I know, I'm standing on this rooftop, right? Okay. And I, I didn't know where I was or how I got there. Okay. And... What did you do? That's what I'm telling you. I don't know. I don't know how I got there or I, what I did or why I, I, I was there. I mean, after. I mean, what did you do after that? After the roof? I, I came here. My, my hands, Gaz. My hands. My hands won't stop shaking. My thumbs, they hurt so bad. I, I, I can hardly bend them. I think I've done something. Jen, I'll find me a ride home. A car is available two blocks away. Want me to summon it? Just confirm the ride. I'll walk. Head west on Cortland Street. I was distracted. The whole time I sat listening to Finn's story of the birth of Shai, all I could think of was the message Dr. Abby Reynolds left, smeared in lipstick on her plate. First line, box. Next line, Abby at NC. Third line, ALG, followed by some other indecipherable smears. Here is your car. I remember as I rolled away, my gaze fixed on my reflection in the passenger window. I didn't look good. I was drifting in a haze of sleep depth and my pupils were like glazed donuts. The buildings and lights streamed by in a wet blur. That's when the replay happened again. Another glitch in the universe. The car came to a red light, one of the last traffic lights in the city, and my focus shifted past my reflection to a dark alleyway where I could see rats scuttling in the night. Now one of them stopped and seemed to look right at me, the nose twitching in the light of a street lamp. And then it happened again, a red light, the car stopped, and the rat, the same exact rat, turned and looked at me. Jenna, play a video for me. Which one? Uh, the one called... Go ahead, I'm listening. Holy shit. There is no video in your archives called Holy Shit. Okay, no, 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 that's it, that's it, that's it. Uh, Jenna, play the video called Algernon. Playing Algernon. Exhibiting similar behavior. ALG, ALG, Her favorite test rat. <sighs> Algernon, the password. The password is Algernon. 
when I logged in as Dr. Abby Reynolds. of every test subject from NextCorp's clinical trials, including my brother Michael's. But that's when it happened. I wasn't alone. There was someone else in my apartment. First I saw a shape, a dark figure reflected in the black corner of the monitor. And I froze, my mind reeling. Who are you? And what do you want? Afraid to turn and look at what was standing right behind me. Whoever it was, whatever it was, it was fast and strong like an animal. As I thrashed about to get loose, the video was still flickering on my computer screen. But my attacker had me. And I couldn't get loose. I could feel myself flushing and I knew it was only seconds before I was out. Before I lost consciousness. Tukoski as Finn Connolly, Claire Bronson as Dr. Abby Reynolds, David Chen as Michael Corbin, Suhaila Elatar as Jenna, Victor Rivera as Eddie Bender, Robert Pralgo as Agent Beatty, Steve Coulter as Senator Berkeley, Rhoda Griffiths as Rainey Webb, with additional performances by Helen Abel, Jason Williams, Michael Anthony, Robin Bloodworth, and Teresa Davis. Our first assistant director is Michael Monty. Our second assistant director is Sarah Klein. Sound and music by Ben Lovett. Additional sound design and editing by Benjamin Balcom, Justin Rabowski, and Mike Regan. Casting by Jessica Fox Thigpen. Our executive producers are Scott Sheldon, Shelby Thomas, Alexander Williams, and Matthew Frederick. Written by Dan Bush and Nicholas Tokoski. Created by Dan Bush and Connell Byrne. Directed by Dan Bush. Produced by Bo Flynn, Dan Bush, and John Boyega. Tomorrow's Monsters is a production of iHeartRadio, Flynn Picture Company, Psychopia Pictures, and Upper Room Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. 
Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com.